It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coach Harrison and I met five years ago, and we were in a pool. Don't ask why. And I remember thinking, I like that guy. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Don't ask why, but this is Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm Zach Blackerby, and joining me from far, far away, the one and only Charlie Five. How are you, friend? Doing well, man. Doing well. Let's go. Uh, Let's jump into the Justin Powell news. You got any immediate response from that? Uh, Well, after I broke down in tears um, and gathered myself, uh, I just, pure emotion, just pure sadness is the only thing I could react to, react from with it. It was just kind of shocking. I don't, I don't feel like anybody was expecting it. Uh, we all kind of look forward to him for next, uh, next year being able to never, he never got to play with Sharif. Yeah. Uh, it's just sad, man. Super sad. Is it uncool of me to say that what I don't think it really thought? matters? Uh, as far as what, as far as this team next year, cause like, I don't think he starts over Flanagan. I think Flanagan's going to start at the two and then I think Devin Cambridge gets more minutes well, than him. And then you got Trey Alexander coming in. Well, um, I think I think it matters because he's the best pure shooter that we've probably had at Auburn. Uh, I mean, obviously since Bryce, but he's he's the only pure shooter that we had that he, he was shooting somewhere around 50% from three. He was really good when he could get off the ball and, and, and catch and shoot. And I don't know that there's that guy on the team next year, on the team right now for yeah, sure right. Uh, that that can be relied upon and be as much of a threat and a weapon. But you know maybe this Alexander kid, you know he's a he's a big deal. Maybe he could step in and be that that guy. Also, you got to think about you know backup point guard or point guard played next year, especially if Sharif goes. So there's a couple of there's a couple of dominoes that could fall to where it wouldn't be a huge deal. But then there's also a couple of dominoes that can fall that could make it a ginormous deal yeah if Auburn misses on a few guys in the grad transfer market sure okay I get that I get that um you had some thoughts about the Anthony Schwartz interview from yesterday first off great interview man I really enjoyed it uh that was awesome uh I I posted so you 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 tweeted out a clip last night and it was the the quote that jumped out to me the most and I posted on the bunker and it got like almost a thousand views and 50 plus comments within an hour. And it was when Schwartz basically said, uh, uh, basically said we ran a whole bunch of cool stuff in practice. And then Gus called the plays during the game. We never got to run any of them. So so that was, uh, that was pretty wild. And it's sort of like a confirmation that uh of the theories that we've all had about that and um it was uh that's kind of like the first time we've ever really heard somebody basically just come out and finally say it and uh i you know as everybody you know like i said it just kind of confirmed everything everybody was thinking and uh it was really i was i was happy he just had no problem just coming out and say it. Yes, yeah, throwing his former coach under the bus. That was a little surprising to me. I love that I was like, hey, so the NFL's weary of uh 
of drafting Auburn receivers. He's like, yeah, but thank goodness for Darius Slayton, so it's okay now. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, um, I don't like to pat myself on the back too much, but uh, you know, you would to. never do so, that. And this was an, this is another case where. Sure. Yeah, this is another case where I just love to pat myself on the back. I'm pretty sure I, uh, you know, Darius Slayton to me is was the eye opener as well, which as I and I've said as much. So it's really cool that uh, he's getting recognition and people understand that you know he he put in the work, you know, in the league to kind of show that hey these guys are are good and and don't penalize us. We do have more skills. We just weren't allowed to. You know, we had no control over what we ran in the game, and uh, I don't know. That was kind of cool. That was kind of cool to hear. Uh, I think so too. I think so too. All right, so we got some questions from our Discord, the Locked On Auburn Discord. If you want to join that, first off, hey, real, yeah, real quick, I, I, I was kind of shocked how easy it was to find another Charlie to replace for Charlie Tuesday. That was kind of wild. <laughs> so I didn't mean to do that, <laughs> but yeah. half, halfway through my interview. With Charlie Trotman, former Auburn quarterback, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, you take a you take a day off and you get replaced that easily. I was like, at least my name might, you know, at least my name might help a little bit. Nope, we just go call Charlie Trotman. Yeah, and I'm like, I guess it's still a Charlie Tuesday. <laughs> I'm like, he's gonna give <laughs> me so great. much crap for that. I'm surprised it wasn't yeah. the first thing you brought up, actually. So I, I appreciate that. I'm actually thinking about possibly suing you for for copyright infringement, but I'll I may let it slide. There's lawsuits happening around here. Do you want to talk about it? You want to talk about the grade Ooh. thing? We can hit it, man. You know more about it than I do, and I'm just I, it kind of makes me nervous with the uh, learning more and more about how grad transfers have to, I guess, graduate, or you can't do more. Gra- you can't have more grad transfers. Is that kind of the rule? Yeah. So uh, the gist of what happened was JJ Wilson, the grad transfer tight end, H back, w- whatever the heck he was during his time at Auburn, he got his grade changed from a D to a C, and so he was eligible to play in the Outback Bowl. And a lot of people are like, who cares? I think he had like two catches for twelve yards in that game, something like that. But the bigger deal regarding that is, and I, this is from the OA News that I read this, and I did not realize that this was a rule, but if grad transfers don't graduate or maintain a certain GPA, or I'm not exactly sure, but the the that grade change allowed Auburn to get more grad transfers the following year. So I didn't realize that was a thing, but obviously that'd be a huge deal because then you wouldn't have been able to get Grant oh, Loy or Brandon Council. You know, leave it to uh, leave it to the former staff to put us in a bind with grad transfers over changing a grade for a tight end that you, you bring in that you never threw to and, and change so he could play in another game. So you could not throw to him. That's just such a, that's so typical. And uh, it's, it's, it's hilariously sad. You just have to laugh to keep him crying. It's so ironic. The, um, I don't know. I just think most people reading that they're like, okay, like who cares? But the NCAA is going to NCAA, so you always kind of kind of be worried about it. I don't think there's any. Oh, sure. I don't think there's any a big deal here. I really don't. Um, but that's just um, that's just my general feeling on it. Well, I don't know how severe it is. 
you know, how severe the penalties are if you play players that you change grades for. Like, what what happens? I mean, I, I mean, you you forfeit the Outback Bowl that you lost anyway, but uh, or whatever. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like, you know, there's penalty. There, there's there could be other penalties for that. You know, and, and you know when you're rebuilding a roster and you're trying to find players to come in and you need plug and play guys at offensive line uh, that could make us competitive next year, you know, and now that could be hindered. And not only that, you could lose some of the depth that's already on the team all over a position that you keep telling us you're going to feature and you never do. I mean, that just further, just further drives home that we're so much better to be moved on from the previous staff. And I just, I just hope there's not nothing too, too severe that comes of changing a grade of a tight end that we never threw to. That would be, that'd be bad. Charlie five joining us for this Charlie Tuesday on locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at RockAuto.com. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Where you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership. Just go to rockauto.com. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low for the same professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV. Right, Locked on Auburn in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence for when it's time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, You'll receive your prescription within days. And the best part is it's all done online. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and they prepare and ship direct so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So you could benefit from all the extra confidence when it's time to perform. BlueChew.com for more details. And we've got a special deal for you. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. Just pay the $5 shipping fee. That's BlueChew.com, promo code LOCKEDON to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast. All right, let's jump into some Discord questions. Tiff asks, realistic expectations for the season. I've said this before. I think I think 8 and 4 is kind of what your window is, 7 and 5, 8 and 4 um until Harson kind of gets his culture fully installed. I think that's kind of what you're going to be looking at for the next two or three seasons. Sure. Uh I think that's probably a good start. Uh probably a good, you know, a probably a good guess and probably not a bad job either at 8 and 4. But uh, I look at it, and the way the schedule sets up is really, really nice. You're right. If you can get if you can get through the first four games, which you got Akron, Alabama State, and then you go to Penn State, um, which you know they are what they are. They they can be good. And That's a winnable they can be game. Pretty average. 
very winnable. And then you come back home to Georgia State. So you got those four games. If you can come out of those four and oh, you got uh, you still have Arkansas, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, South Carolina. That's four game four more winnable games. And then if you can just win, you know, LSU away, you know, they're you know, what are they going to be? Uh, so they, they have more coaching changes and things like that. Lost a lot from last year's team. Uh, you go to LSU. You, so you got LSU, Georgia, Texas A&M, and Alabama. That's, you know, can you win one or two of those? And that, then you're then you may be looking at, you know, possibly, you know, nine or, you know, nine or ten wins if you can win, you know, one or two of those. So a lot's gonna, lot to me is going to ride on those first four games. And it's cool that you get – Two tune-up games, so to speak. No disrespect, but it just is what it is. Right. You get two tune-up games before you go to uh, Penn State and really figure out what you what you've got. Sure. Yeah, I think Penn State and LSU are. I mean, those are going to be the two games that if you win those, I think at the end of the year when you look back, I think people will be happy with how everything goes because I don't oh, yeah. see. I don't see you beating Georgia or Alabama or Texas A&M next year. I just have a hard time seeing those three being wins the way things currently are. Now, this team could totally take action and you start hearing great things in August and then the season starts and it's just the product on the field is way ahead of schedule in you know the Brian Harson tenure. And obviously, we're all pulling for that. But I just have a hard time the way things currently are, where we sit right now, Auburn winning against... Alabama, Georgia, or Texas A&M. I think every other game is winnable. It's just you're going to have some hiccups, and you're probably going to go one and one against Penn State and LSU. That's kind of where I'm at with that. Sure. What well, out of Georgia, A&M, and Alabama, which of those do you think is the most winnable? A&M. And which one's the A&M? Yeah. You know what's funny is I'm interested to see. I'm actually interested to see this Alabama, this Alabama offense. Uh, you know that losing essentially, essentially the, one of the best receivers that's ever played in the SEC, and one of the best quarterback seasons that we've ever seen in the SEC. I'm really interested to see how how that that plays out. It being at home, it seems like the gods are typically in our uh, in our favor a lot with lucky breaks and things like that. Whenever we play Alabama at home, um, I think, like I said, I think Alabama and A and M are much more winnable than Georgia. I think Georgia's going to be pretty pretty sporty this year. They're going to be tough. Yeah. I maybe catching them early, maybe catching them early in the year, you know, who knows, but right. they're going to be tough. Yeah. And you get them at home, it's going to be the first big full crowd assuming Jordan Hare is, you know, at full capacity next season. Right. That's going to be the first big opportunity cuz Penn State's on the road and LSU's on the road. And I believe that's the first right. home SEC game, if I'm remembering the schedule correctly. So that's a big deal. I think that's going to be a factor because there's going to be so many people that have just missed being in an environment like that because we didn't have it this past season. So like that's going to be a factor, I yeah, think. They, um, and so that's sure. that's it'll be, it'll be rocking a lot of yeah. emotion. Yeah. It'll so so put that in uh, put that in Auburn's favor, but. Outside of that, and like the whole Alabama losing everybody thing, it's like, yeah, but the year before they lost a first-round quarterback and two first-round wide receivers, they're going to do it again. And, and eventually, right. eventually that will be a correct take. It's just, is it this year? I don't I don't know. But we'll see. Right. Um, 
Bon asks on the Locked On Aubrey Discord, and if you want to join this, it'll be in the 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 invite will be in the episode description. He asked, looking at the team as a whole, aren't we literally a defensive offensive line away from being a top ten team? And so I, I think a lot of that depends on quarterback play. Obviously, quarterback play is going to be impacted by the offensive line. You feel good about your leading running back. I feel fine about these wide receivers, assuming, you know, Bobo and Harsin can scheme these guys into space. Um, and then obviously linebacker, defensive back, I, I love. I'm a little concerned about the defensive line next year, but I, I don't know if I'd go top 10 if you had a decent offensive line, but you're definitely top 15, top 20. Sure. You know, um, on the surface, uh, it seems like a, pr- a you know pretty decent take to think if we if we just had a, a solid offensive line, solid defensive line, we'd be you know we'd be up there, we'd have a chance. But then I go back, especially on the offensive side, I just go back to wondering how how bad we actually are on the offensive line, considering you know the things from you take away from the Schwartz interview, the things you take away from uh, you know what we've seen when. You know, defensive uh, defensive teams know our plays. Yeah. Uh, it seems like Gus only ran a few things that he was comfortable with. So, like, how actually bad are we? Maybe maybe the offensive line has a little bit of talent. We haven't seen a very aggressive move by Harson to, um, you know, go get any uh, grad transfer lineman yet. I know that still could happen, but right. you know, maybe with maybe we feel maybe we feel not necessarily as bad. I mean, I just. I, there's so much to be said for the change in offensive scheme, and if they can get it, they can get it done and, and, and get comfortable with it. I think you'll see that some of the players that we hated on and ragged on maybe aren't necessarily as bad as we actually think they are. But on the surface, I do agree. In general, if we have a if we have a solid offensive line, I think we have pieces in place everywhere else where we could, with the right you know guidance and game plan, planning, be you know a top. 12 top 10 team and I can talk myself into this offensive line I, I really can and the the way I do that right. is I say Brendan Coffey and Killian Zaire are the tackles and then you know Gus really wanted Broderius Ham to be a tackle he wanted him to be a tackle with everything inside of them but he's not so if you're able to scoot Ham into guard and then if Council's your other guard and then the weak link on the offensive line is Nick Brahms like all of a sudden I could really talk myself into that group being a lot better than it was a year ago. Right, I'm with you. I'm with you 100. percent And 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 not only that, you're you have a different scheme that may be a little bit more challenging to know based off formation what plays we're running. So maybe we're catching people by surprise, and it's not so much people teeing off and knowing exactly where we're going with the ball and just being able to you know whip people versus having to actually read and react. Which could, you know, alleviate some of the, um, you know, some of the deficiencies that some of our guys may may or may not have. Yeah, and I think you so got some depth too, because I mean, Keandre Jones is a guy that I thought looked really good when he had opportunities last year. And then if something happens to one of the tackles, you can scoot, you know, you can scoot Brodarius Ham back outside and put, you know, somebody else in at guard because Auburn's fine at guard. So. I think right. I, I, I think I can talk myself into this offensive line. Now, a lot of that has to fall into place. And just the assumption that these top-rated JUCO tackles from a year ago that really didn't get any playing time, you know, are they ready for the SEC? That's that's a question we're going to have to wait and see. But 
this whole offseason or the, this past year, the offseason was so weird. You didn't see many new guys that that weren't that hadn't been on campus for a while. You didn't see many of those guys actually get reps and play in games. And that could have that could have just been why you didn't see those JUCO tackles. They could be extremely talented. I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to wait and see. But I can totally talk myself into this offensive line being good. It's a Charlie Tuesday right here on Locked On Auburn. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football may be over, but the NBA is not. The NHL is is playing, and of course, college basketball is about to amp up. It's about to get crazy. Bet Online even covers reality TV show. You can bet on anything at betonline.ag. They've got you covered for the news, scores, and odds, everything. Head to their website, betonline.ag. You can use your mobile device. You can use your laptop, whatever. And sign up today, and you can receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for that 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now it's time to find out which of these Built Bars is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is Caramel Brownie versus Cherry Barcia and Lemon Almond Cheesecake versus Carrot Cake with Walnuts. I uh, got to go with Caramel Brownie here over Cherry Barcia. And I'm not a huge actual carrot cake fan, but I like the carrot cake flavored Built Bar, so I will take carrot cake over lemon almond cheesecake. I'm just not a huge fan of lemon anything, and uh, so I, I haven't had that one. But that's my bet. What do you think? Go to BuiltBar.com or uh, hit up their Twitter at Built underscore Bar. Reminder to use the promo code LOCKEDON20, LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. That is LOCKEDON20. It's changed now. LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup. All right, you want to make some people mad because I've got a feeling your opinion is going to make some people mad on this. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) All right. Tyler in the Locked On Auburn Discord said, put up a list of popular restaurants around Auburn and say if they're overrated or underrated. Um, so I'm just going to throw out a few at you. We'll do this for three or four of them. that work? All right. All right uh, let's hit it. All right. Niffers. Niffers is, I would say, based off of, yeah, I would say Niffers is overrated. That's you're You're a terrible human being. Yeah, I know that's your favorite. I know that's I your love favorite Niffers. place. <laughs> I love Niffers so it's, much. Yes, that's your go-to. That's your go-to. Um, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's just uh, I think there's probably better burgers in Auburn than Niffers. All right, the, what, what, the, about, uh, what about uh, Auburn Draft House? Oh, Draft House is uh, a severely underrated. Dra- Draft House is severely underrated. They have some amazing burgers they have a burger called like the sawmill burger mm-hmm. it's like i've had it all all the amazing breakfast items that you could ever think of with sawmill gravy on a burger it's hash delicious. browns it's just unreal unreal and they cook them to order and legit legitimately so uh that, that big thumbs up very underrated draft house burgers butcher paper barbecue butcher paper barbecue is even more severely underrated i agree and uh than um draft house butcher paper is like legit traditional 
Alabama barbecue and brisket, and it's done just absolutely phenomenal, phenomenally, if that's a word. Uh, Butcher Paper, they're opening up another location. Uh, I think in, uh, is it the old Mike and Ed's? Yeah, it's going to be Rob's Rob's Ribs, yep. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm, I'm pumped up for that. You know, I, I live in Auburn, uh, so driving over to Opelika is not too bad, but it's literally like the furthest point of Opelika away. Yeah. <laughs> from, it's not just, you know, right in town. So um, for sure. I'm excited for that. Uh, good rest. It's a good location, too. All right. What about uh, – this will be our last one. What about Byron's? Everybody loves Byron's. Oh, gosh. I'm going to make so many people mad here. So this is my thing about Byron's. No. Yeah, that's, I'm going to make people mad on this one. So first off, I don't hate Byron's, but I feel like – it's kind of like the Auburn creed, you know, where you're kind of expected to like Byron's. You're kind of expected to just be all in and, and just love, love, love the creed. But I just don't think anybody just really is blown away by Byron's. They just are afraid that if they don't, if they admit it, they're not Auburn enough. So I, I love Byron's. I love the atmosphere, but it's just from a, a pure food aspect wildly overrated wow that's a hot one that is a hot take get at uh get at yeah me. go attack charlie five over that one um sawyer yeah. asked in the locked on auburn discord who is your least favorite locked on group and why is it locked on georgia <laughs> <laughs> that's great it's locked on bulldogs first off um yeah they've been nothing but nice to me but they uh they make a lot of people mad they really don't like auburn um all right phoenix from tennessee asks who has the most touchdowns this season and you can't pick the quarterback? He said, give me a close one between Tank and Elijah Canyon. Uh, Charlie Five, in, in my opinion, if it's not Tank by a long shot, I'm going to be a little concerned. Sure, man. I, I, I'm, I'm almost, I'm, I almost want to uh, do it as if the question said not counting Tank or Bo. Yeah. You <laughs> because, want to? Let's well, do that. I mean, Let's do that. Yeah. So based off of your Schwartz interview, I mean, I'm going to have to go with with the natural, the natural wide receiver Kobe Hudson, the natural wide receiver Kobe Hudson. I, I thought he was about to call him natural for a second because he called him pretty if much every other said, word. If he would have said natural versus refined, I would have run my car off the road and <laughs> just died happy. That would have been the greatest thing. <laughs> that would have been the greatest thing ever. But uh, you probably have to go with a wide receiver, um, and he, like, like Schwartz said, he's going to be your most steady guy. So you know, maybe, maybe um, look at Kobe Hudson will probably be who I would predict. Uh, you know, beyond Tank or Bo. Yeah, that's my answer too. I like the Canyon answer because he's got a bigger body. Maybe you could do different things with him in the red zone. But yeah, uh, you could you yes. could say the same with Capers as well. Uh, then uh, Phoenix sure. has a backup question. It's going to be fun to theorize with this one. Who's responsible for the most takeaways on defense? And a few people responded to him saying Drashawn Miller. Um, I'm going to go with Nehemiah Pritchett here because I don't think teams are going to throw at Roger McCreary in 2021. So I think Pritchett's just going to have more opportunities too. That's that's a that was that's a great call. I I think that I, I'm really interested to see what we do with the nickel position. And and I say that if 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 Miller gets to play nickel or they move McCreary to nickel, I think the nickel is going to be the guy in the system that's going to have the most takeaways. And the reason is is because like kind of like you said, 
you're going to have your, your third guy. Our third DB is still going to be an elite DB. And a lot of teams, third wide receiver is not going to be, you know, an elite wide receiver. So when you have lockdown on the left, lockdown on the right, you're going to be looking maybe over the middle. And I think that guy's going to be roaming and be able to make a lot of plays. And it's kind of like what you said. You don't think people are going to throw to McCreary a lot, so they're going to throw at Pritchett. Well, I don't think they're going to want to throw at either one of them very much. They're going to look to try to exploit, you know, the middle. And that's where I think our nickel and, and you know, could come up and make plays. Also, um, you know, driving downfield, picking up, you know, hitting, hitting running backs in the backfield, maybe forcing fumbles. I think whoever's going to play nickel, and I kind of feel like it's probably going to be Miller. Uh, I think Miller could be the guy that um, – or whoever plays nickel is going to be the guy that's going to be – have the most takeaways. I like that. I would but, not hate seeing Pritchett at nickel, though. I'm just uh, going to put that out there. Uh, I just love his length. I love his He's long, dude. Yeah. They, I mean, they all are, which is huge. Uh, where can people find you, my friend? Yeah, man, you can find me on Twitter at the underscore Charlie underscore five or the AuburnSports.com, the bunker or Auburn 247 Sports, the body get aboard. Come in, get a membership, and let's fight. <laughs> was the was the Charlie 5 without the million underscores taken? Uh, yeah. Well, I kind of locked into Charlie 5 before uh, the Twitter. Charlie 5 on Twitter was taken. <laughs> wow, we need to have them on the show. He's probably, probably a stud. Uh, probably. Probably so. Follow me on Twitter at Z Black or be the show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. And we're on TikTok. If you're into that sort of thing, Locked on Auburn there as well. We should have a Ferg Friday tomorrow. So be sure to tune in to that right here on Locked on Auburn. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.